Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society Podcast, Interviews, Movie Reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey everybody, this is Lou Mel, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the Film Review. Welcome to another great edition of the Film Review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. We are the husband and wife team. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And do we have a great show for you today? First of all, we have to say that the show is brought to you by our sponsor, right? Our sponsor, Fly Blue Boutique Creations. Creations. And this is the bracelet right here. So you can see it comes in unisex. You can go right to the Crazy D Film Dude IG page and you'll be able to see more about how to order and all of that. And while we're here, we're going to do some, uh, some, uh, what can I say? What can, what do I want to call this? We're going to do some population. But first of all, we're going to, uh, start, uh, watch what's going on to Pamela Johnson. She just chimed in. We have a great show for you today because we're talking about the Hustlers movie. Is it dope or nope? Is Jennifer's Lopez's is Jennifer Lopez's performance hype? Is it pipe hype or is it really Oscar worthy? We're going to be talking about that. Of course, we've got part two to the Lunell interview, the exclusive Lunell interview. And we're talking about is talking black and I'm proud just a hustle, a hustle, not a hustle, but a hustle. I mean, that you're just dancing and kind of tap dancing and just dancing just to get the point across, right? Trying to make people uh, think that you're something that you're not, right? So before we begin, Let's start putting up some of these so that people can see what we're doing here. So like we said, like we said, this is part two, right? Coming up, this is part two of a special episode 76. We are episode 76 of the film review. Unbelievable. It is just unbelievable that we are on episode 76 of the film review, right? Right. And we are doing our thing here as I start the watch party. So we're starting the watch party right now, people. And we want you to uh, chime in and call in and do all that. 213-943-3358. That's 213-943-3358. How are you liking our new design? You know, Chris D does all of the graphics. You know what I mean? I come from Cleveland, Ohio, and you know, you do it yourself, or you just don't do it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So you get together with like-minded people, and you do it yourself, or you just don't do it. And that's what we do right here from Cleveland, Ohio, right here in Las Vegas, Nevada. So we do all the graphics. All the graphics is done by Crazy D. We make it happen. I think I I like it because it's kind of tabloid-ish type front, and then you can always scan the barcode. There's a barcode on it. Let me move it over so you can see that as we do this. Let me move it over so we can get 
get it in the frame so that you can see it, but it is a barcode there, right? And you can freeze frame and scan the barcode after the show. You can come back to this when we re when we replay. And you can scan the code, you can go to all of the other episodes of the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. Right? Yep. So we, we do our thing around here and we make it happen. We we run at a high level. We push at a high level because that's what makes the world go round. You have to push at a high level to make sure that people are seeing her, recognized, and appreciated. And that's what we do here. That is our that is what we strive to do to get people seeing her, recognized, and appreciated, right? So we have the watch party going. I just have to label it real quick. Well, how was your week? Go. Oh, my, my week was uh, pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I've been editing up a lot of things, right? A lot of different shows, programming. Had to edit up. So it's been it's been a busy week for me. How's your week been? It's been a great week. The week went by quickly. Flew by. That affect this year. Years flying by. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. So let's see where are we gonna go from here as we go. All right. So let's let's bring that up. So we talked about our sponsor. We got that out the way. We got what you're watching out the way. Now, before we continue and get on our topic, let's just say Lord Land Theater. Lord Land Theater. Every Saturday morning, there is a new episode of Lord Land Theater, where you get the best of actors from Cleveland, L.A., Los Angeles. Excuse me, Los Angeles is L.A. Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and Atlanta, acting opposite yours truly, Crazy D. That's right. So, Lord Land Theater, and we make sure that the actors are seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated, and it's that various acting prowess going opposite me on screen, right? So, send in your headshot and bio to lordlandenterprises at hotmail.com. That's lordlandenterprises at hotmail.com. What's going on, Donald? I see you just chimed in. Donald Randell, right? Uh, we're still looking for the uh, package, uh, Donald. It hasn't come yet, so we will. Soon we will. We're gonna get this started, and you know what we're talking about. Okay, so look, Lordland Theater, Lordland Enterprises at Hotmail.com. Every Saturday morning on Lordlandfilms.com on uh, a page on Facebook, a new episode comes up, and. The actors are seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated. People watch it. When it first comes on, it gets 250 hits off the bat. Then it just grows from there. And then when you scan this code, when you scan the code right here, right? When you come back after the show is over and you come back up here and you scan this code, this will take you directly to Lordland Theater. You can watch all seven episodes that are up right now. The eighth episode debuts next Saturday at around 9 a.m., 9.15 a.m., a new episode comes for Lord Land. 9 a.m., what? Uh, that, that, that's that's uh, PT, Pacific okay. Time, on the East Coast. That They're three hours ahead, so that would be 12, 12 or 12.15, right? 
in the afternoon, right? Noon or afternoon, right? So we want to say that. Now, as we keep on breezing through here, this right here, Crazy D makes movies, people. That's what this one is called. Let me see if I can move it over just a little bit more, right? Crazy D makes movies, people. And when you scan this code, it goes to one of the cult classics oh, that yes. I produced yes. called The Shifter. The, Shifter. the Black Ice Chronicles, yes. The Shifter, all right? That's the film that won the... One the deal. Hollywood Fringe Festival. Yeah, a Hollywood Fringe Festival. Curator's Pit. That's oh. right. Sure did. Sure did. And it is as great and just as important and just as topical as it was when it first came out. And so when you scan the code, you uh, are able to watch the film, but it's not free. It's not free. Then it also it premiered also was it at Case Western Reserve? Yeah, Case Western Reserve. Sure did. Yeah, during there, so we have laurels on this yeah. film, and it is one of the best. Yeah, one of the best. One of, one of, the, one of the favorites out of the yeah. Black Ice Chronicles series. Yeah. You know, series of films that come from off of the uh, world of the Black Ice Chronicles, right? So as we keep going through, before we get started, we have to sweep the floor and clear the table. What I love about that one. Is it's um actually a community uh, film because it was a lot of actors from within the community as well as international like Diana's from Russia. From Russia, that's right. But She's everyone else was, title yeah, you know, a major part of the community. Major part of the they community. They all came out from the community to be a part of the project. And so. the story is about community. Yeah, it is. Without it? being preachy. So it's funny how um, the Hollywood Fringe uh, Award, mm -hmm. the curator's pick, the key, you know, was given to you because he said it had a feel for a community. That's right. Without him even knowing that it was, you know, That's actually it. people from out of the community. So it's just like people could just tell. He could just tell that it was the film. It was a, a project of love, and it right. came across. And it comes across on yeah, screen, just it does. as such, right? And it's a it's a auteur right. classic. It shows my ability as a director as an auteur because the music is placed right. right. Everything down to the dress, everyone's dress code right. was organized and done, right. and all the way through to the edit right. and the sound right. reinforcement, all that right. created by yours truly, right? So that's a it's a beautiful piece. So again, when you scan that code, which is not up any right now. Uh, when you scan, when you go back and you scan "Crazy D Makes Movies" flyer, when you scan the code, it takes you right there. Now, people, we are on the fifth episode of the Film Review Talk Live, right? So you go right over to SoundCloud and you type in the Film Review uh, Lordland Films, and then everything comes up, and you're able to listen to everything that's on the page, especially. The Film Review Talk Live, right? We're on the fifth episode and we talk things that people don't know. Also, I've got some feedback. What's going on to Alicia Moore? She just chimed Alicia. in. Um, 
I got some feedback where people were talking about democracy is a form of government. This is true, but however, I can't help it if you haven't studied how democracy is a is used with capitalism, which makes it an economic form of government going in to push people to become capitalists. So the definition that I gave of it is correct. You just have to research a little bit more and you will see how democracy is used to shape people into the economic system of capitalism, right? So that's what we want to say about that because I got feedback on that, and you know, behind the scenes, and we just had to uh, address it, right? Now, here we are. Now we're getting ready to start. Okay, people. So you know, let me take a breath because that was that was a lot of breath right there. Yeah. Talk. Now listen. You know, part one of the interview is everywhere. Part one came out in episode 76, which is part one of this, but part two, 76, we're here to play part two. But however, part one is in that episode and it's also on all platforms, uh, Lordland uh, Films. So you go over to the YouTube and you search uh, TV shows and films by Crazy D, or you can just say, TV shows and films, Lordland Films, and com, and then it will come up, and then you will be able to watch everything there. Part one is there. Matter of fact, if you have not looked at the channel lately, it is reorganized, and I mean it is entertaining. And make sure you subscribe, 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 watch, share, like, comment. And you know, I will respond to your comments, or we will respond. Hours worth of entertainment. Hours more than hours. Listen, people, we are at three hundred eighty-five thousand plus views. We're going for a million on all the content. On our interview content, it's around one hundred fifty-five thousand, right? And we're going for more on the interview content. So as you go through, you see what we're doing and. It is incredible, and people love it. We love it. We love the people coming on. What's going on to Brown Big West? Uh, Chiming in. We see you chiming in. Um, We love you going over there. So go over there to, uh, on YouTube, you go to uh, TV shows and film, Lordland Films. And it comes up, and you're able to uh, watch the interview one and we got a lot of comedy on there we've got many of the uh black eyes chronicles episodes on there we have interviews with important people you just have to go over there and make sure you subscribe right you can also see us on we have many different platforms you can also see us on vimeo vimeo.com forward slash showcase by crazy d that's vimeo forward slash showcase by crazy d all of the various episodes are up there also and then you can watch on your smart tvs or roku devices hook to your tv by uh, following these instructions it's real simple to do i want to put it up there real quick you can uh, download the youtube or the vimeo app Search Lordland Films on your Roku, your smart TV, 
And then you can watch us yeah. in your town, in your city. Yeah. If you're on episodes of what we do, you can tell your friends in other cities, in other countries, to tune in through their smart TVs or Roku devices, and they will see you. And then, you know, if you're smart, you'll be able to use those contacts and that, uh, those eyeballs to get you booked into different areas of the world. If you're an entertainer or you're an actor, you can get yourself booked into different places if you are smart to use the platform that Crazy D set up to get people seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated. That's the purpose of it. And if you use it the way that you're instructed to use it, you will get a claim. Make sure you subscribe and you will receive a notification when we go live. That's right. Ring the bell. Yes. And then you will know when we go live, right? Yes. Let me look at the phone real quick before we go on. See if there's any uh, messages that we need to say. Let me see. Let me see. Let me go here. Okay, which one? Oh, look, it's just a little bit behind here. Let's see. So definitely subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe, right? Subscribe. Let me see which one we're on here. Let me see. Let me bring this up here. We'll go here. All right, people. All right. So, episode one of the interview with Lou Nell went off this this one right here part two goes in more into the interpersonal with Lunell where she talks about her aspirations as a comic right and this is what we talk about all the time at uh Lord Land Films about people being seen heard recognized and appreciated and that's what we do we make sure that the sound is pounding we make sure that the picture is crystal clear so that when it goes so centuries down the line when we are no longer here these interviews will be played and they will be recognized and will go on and we go into depth we go in depth with the subject of the interview and we don't just do fluff we don't just do uh, everyday we actually get down to and drill down into the grassroots of things, right? And so this is where we are, and this is what we're gonna go with now. So without further ado, people, and stay tuned afterwards. We're gonna say a few words, but then we're gonna come back with the review of Hustlers movie. But right now, without further ado, this is the part two of the exclusive Lunell interview on the film review. Magical people, and I always wanted to do a period piece like Shaft or Coffee, where you could go back to wearing your platforms again and having afros and bell bottoms and shit. So that's what this is. So it's just an amazing piece of film footage. Craig Brewer is the director. He liked black people. He directed Hustle and Flow. Flow. And this. <laughs> And coming to America too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but what is her? But what is her character like? Is she a support for Rudy? Well, I don't want to give away too okay, much, okay. but I'm just saying she's his aunt, and um, she gave him the seed money to make his very first album. So she's very influential in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Xenon uh, used to have out a documentary on Dolomite, just to stay on this for a second. And he talked about how doors were shut to him in the, in the very beginning. But his film coming out is the blueprint for so many films. The, the techniques that they used are, is, for, is used in so many films time, today. He was ratchet with it. You know, he only had a certain amount of money. He didn't have a big you know, studio behind him, big budget like that. So he made do with what he could, and he made film. And now look, we're you know honoring him. You know, all these years later, what he did mattered. It mattered to black people. It mattered to us. May not be for everybody. You know, that's fine too. But for us, he's a uh, urban legend. He's an icon. All the pimps in the players looked up to Rudy Ray Moore. I don't know too many black people our age that doesn't know. The signified monkey, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's part of our culture. It's good to celebrate it, you know. Good to celebrate him. Now, how does it feel personally for you to be gaining this acclaim after so many years grinding it out? Well, I've never, you know, like ever since I left Oakland, I've it's been the same. I've always been popular. I've always been popular amongst the regular folk, you know, um, more people are knowing my name now, you know, there's a little bit more money now, not, you know, stratospheric money like these boys is getting, so my lifestyle at home haven't changed much yet, but, um, you know, as long as people are starting to know my name, not just my look or my face, that's that girl, that's that girl, they called me Cat Williams for like five years, you know, just because they associated me with Cat. Uh, and so, it, you know, I'm glad that people know my name. I want to make a difference. I want to go down as a legend. I want to be one of the best that ever did it. I want people to remember me. Mm-hmm. You know, so it feels it feels great, of course. And the polish that you have. I often speak on how uh, comics and entertain black entertainers in particular go through the chicken circuit, uh, uh, the chitlin circuit, excuse me. And they go through, and by the time they get to film, by the time they get to television, they are polished and even more, even more, uh, even more interesting on screen than their white counterparts that are up there. Like take when you played the cashier in, in uh, uh, a, Star a Star Is, is Born. Born. When when you. To me, you stole that scene. My wife and I were sitting in the theater, and you stole the scene. That's just because you know No, 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 no. And people who don't know me, I didn't steal no scene. No, no, no. They may not be admitting that you stole the scene, but you sitting there stoic as the cashier, it made me say, I would like to follow that storyline and get off of the Star is Born story. you, you You will be very happy with Dolomite because I cut my nails I wore a wig you know I really wanted to and I felt like feel like Eddie's aunt I mean I knew uh, Charlie way more than I have interacted with Eddie but me and Eddie already had a relationship before we started working but to actually work with him and have it on film where my kid and everybody generations can see it is an honor and two Eddie Murphy films in one year and this comeback year is amazing but um I just, you know, I love my aunts, and my aunts were very influential in my life, and I just pulled from that, and, you know, I think that me and Eddie, uh, they say we had chemistry, like, but that's real love. And that's, like, that's, that's why, coming to America too, you're in it. Can you give us news about the character that you play? 
Well, no. No. I can't. But I will say that it's one of the happiest sets I've ever worked on. Tracy Morgan is a joy to be around every day and a miracle. Um, you got Arsenio and Arsenio and Eddie are buddies and you know my boy Rodney Perry. We came up through the trenches together. So it's just a wonderful, wonderful way to go to work, you know. Okay, so I only drink at work. Yes. Right? Is that saying that your work is stand-up or are you speaking to also the everyday person that may have a flask I just happen to have one <laughs> right here okay Lunell I only drink at work I only drink at work this copy. And, and, and this is a CD this is not a DVD you can buy it on my website heylunell.com h-e-y-l-u-e-n-e-l-l dot com or you can download it on you know iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. This is just a CD that I recorded live in a club. You know, not unlike Kimmel's. And um, just talk, you know, just talk about stuff that applies to everybody. You know, relationships and kids and weight and money and college and all that. So there you go. Oh, I, you I appreciate this. We're going to be laughing car. and then we're going to be coming up here to see you do. in the car on the way home. Okay, so... Do you, like other comics, go to smaller clubs to work out new material before you do a stand-up show like uh, Easily uh, Annoyed Easily? No, Easily Annoyed Comedy easily annoyed, yeah. No, I don't do that. I just work it out at my paid gig. I just will throw it in there. I usually don't throw in something I don't think of work. Every now and then you hit or miss, but I... Um, I don't go around and practice like that. I'm just, I don't know if I'm lazy or I'm just gifted, one of the two. But I just will, like, throw different stuff in. Because things happen that you want to talk about. Like, right now, I'm on this big thing about, you know, my people going nuts for a goddamn chicken sandwich. Like, it's not even a meal. Like, you don't even get a drink with this shit and everybody's standing in line. For fucking chicken sandwich. I come from a fry your own chicken era, you know, like. So I talk about stuff that's in my set, but I might pepper it in with some relative shit that's going on. So, mm -hmm. so you're here. I don't do it. I don't do it like like everybody else. You don't do it like everybody else, but it seems so effortless. Do you have so much material stored that? If there is something where you feel like a, 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 a bit isn't working, that you can pull from that and salvage it and bring it to people standing standing. Yeah, I mean, my mind's always going like I thought of some material since we've been sitting here. There you have it. So that is part two of the interview with Lou Nell. It's very interpersonal, yeah, this very. particular one, where, yeah. where she talks about her hopes yeah. and aspirations yeah. and her desire to be, to go down or go up as one of the greatest. greatest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's what people want. People yeah. want to be seen, heard, recognized, and appreciated. Yes. And be on situations where they will be seen well past the time yeah. that they are 
you know, here on this planet. And that's facts. And so it's no, nothing that people can really do or change that, right? And that that is, she will be because she is funny. Funny, hilarious. She, put in, she puts in the work. She puts in the work, yes. right? Yes. She just has it and she has, I mean, you know. Yeah. And she was a very nice person. Very nice. Right? Yeah. So now, without further ado, we need to review Hustlers, right? Hustlers, starring, well, actually, Jennifer Lopez is sec, actually second billing on this, even though she's actually being billed as the star, but she's actually second billing to Constance Wu, yes. right? Who's from the show um, on ABC. Uh-huh. And What's it called? Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh off the boat, right? You know, that's funny that that, that that would be a title, Fresh Off the Boat, because I didn't even know who she was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very you know, popular not, show on ABC, highly rated. Highly rated? Yeah. Still on? Yes. Oh, okay, it's still on. Hmm. It came on. another a, season. Yeah, it started, it started at the same time as Blackish started, correct? Yeah, it did. I it think started, it started a little bit after Blackish. That's right. That it was the season break. afterwards. Yeah, right? kind of yeah, season afterwards. But yeah. it's around yeah. kind of the same time, right? Yeah. So we'll say that. But, you know, I've, I've never watched it. Just wasn't necessarily interesting. Doesn't mean that it's not good. Yeah, because the, the series the series kicked off in 2015. Okay. Fresh okay. off the boat. Fresh off the boat. Yeah. So there we go. Okay. So that's where she's from, people. So that's might be why. What's going on to Tamika and Tanya? I see you guys chimed in. What's going on with you? Good to see you. So we're reviewing Hustlers, uh, starring Constance Wu as Destiny, Jennifer Lopez as Ramona, Kiki Palmer Palmer as Mercedes, Lily. I can't. I can't read my own right here. Ryan Hart as Annabelle and Julia Stiles. As Jennifer, you know it's funny that they would cast Julia Stiles in this role. Do you remember back when Julia Stiles was the hot, hot late teen, early twenty actress coming in, and she got up there on the television and she said, "I think she was in that Othello, yeah, oh, that movie, oh, yeah. with uh, what's his face, Makai um, uh, Piper." And she sat up there, I don't know what made it come out of her mouth. It must have been one of those racist ticks or whatever, but it came out of her mouth and she said, uh, on the screen with another black guy. And it seemed like overnight her career ended. She went from being the lead protagonist to being supporting cast. And the next time you saw her was in the Julia Roberts movie. Julia Roberts was a teacher and she was one of the students and it was in the 1950s I can't remember the name of the film but it was 1950s and Julia Roberts was a liberated thinking woman and she believed that women were more than going to school to just be secretaries after they got their degree that's what was happening in the 50s women's, that's another story for another time, but that was the next time you saw her so here she is as the reporter. Now, you were also in the film, um, Lizzo. I was about to say supporting yeah, cast. Yeah, Lizzo and Cardi B. But there's another 
but we we're not gonna spoil it because they have to go on the theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to see that. There's a, a nice cameo. There's a cameo, yeah, yeah, right? Nice surprise. And it's a surprise in it, right? Yeah. Right. So the supporting cast. Let's go through the supporting cast. Okay. There's a go, few more people. Um, let's see. Madeline Brewer right, plays right. Dawn. She, she plays Dawn. Now yeah. Dawn is a problem, and yeah. she. But she, we're not gonna. Give but it. we're not gonna give it away. Yeah. But she's a problem. And right. also, uh, supporting cast Trace, Liza, uh, Met Towerly, Mercedes Rule, Frank Wiley, Brandon Kenner, Stephen Boyer, Devin Retray, John Glazer, and Roz Coro. That's right. So Mercedes Rule plays the house mom, right? So that's the uh, supporting cast. Okay, so let's go through this. Let's set the film up, right? I'm not going to give any spoilers because we're pretty much going through uh, the trailer, but I have to give it to you to set up to is the film dope or nope? Is the push to say that Jennifer Lopez should get an Oscar nod for this? Is this, is that justified? Right? And so we're going to go through it real quick and talk about it. Okay, so Constant Wu portrays Destiny as though a fish out of water. Right? Uncoordinated, uninterested to the male clients of the club. She portrays, she portrays the character of Destiny as cunning and conniving. Right? So she openly plays this it's, it's more like the expression on her face her desire to get ahead yeah. and it seems by any means right? right which then thus you should really watch a person who's like that right so the movie opens seven years later 2014 is the aftermath of the situation and destiny is being interviewed by a reporter played by Julia Stiles, right? Destiny is giving her account the story. The film is beautiful in how it introduces you to the world of the club. Though it doesn't really make the club the world. The, 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 unlike most films, which we get to when we talk about problems in the film, but unlike most films where the city will be a world, right. or the where the person is, where, where they're inhabiting, or where they're standing is the world. The club is really not the world. The right. world, in this case, mm-hmm. to me, the is the that's right. The, the women of the club. Yes, yeah, so, so they succeeded in that. So you never really get the name of the club. Right? right, you just know that it's a club, so it's just a space. It could have right. been anyway. It could have been black box right. with some lights, with some flickering lights, and it could have told the story. Right. Even though the world is with the ladies, right? Yes. The ladies. Uh, so, so the club. So, let me go back a little bit. The film is beautiful in how it introduces you to the world of the club, which are the ladies, right. the house mom portrayed right. by. Mercedes Rule, the behind the scenes of of the stage, to under the table duplicity dealings of the club owner and security. Would you agree with that? I agree 100%. Okay. So let's go to the next one. Yeah, they do like an excellent job focusing on the characters. Of setting up the 
for the world that they're within. Yeah, right? because like you said, the focus is not the club, the characters. It's the characters, right? Yeah. So that's the world, right? And then Destiny, it's about her struggle to make money yes. and her dramatic need, right? So after they introduce you and open you up to the ladies in the club and they introduce her to the club and her duck out of water or fish out of water narrative or role, then you're introduced to her dramatic need after club hours, after being, uh, you've seen that in the previews, having to hand over percentages of money beyond what was supposed to be handed over. You saw that in the trailer, so that's no stretch or no no uh, giving away scene or no spoiler there, right? You're introduced to her dramatic need, which is taking care of her grandmother, right? Right? And that is her dramatic need. So the film is beautiful in setting this up, right? So all of this happens in the first 10 to 15 minutes of the film. Beautifully written. That's the way scripts are supposed to be written. And by the 10th minute or by the 15th, page or the 10th page, the dramatic need is supposed to be there along with the initiating event. Which is what I can appreciate about the film because like I said previously, like 15, 20 minutes in, like if I'm not grabbed, I'm not interested in the film and I'm moving on to something else. So it, it immediately grabs you. You're like really, really interested in what's going on in the film, what's going on with the characters. And well you know, done. And you know who the main yeah. protagonist yeah. is yeah. of the film. Yeah. She's well drawn yep. and you see what her situation is now. Yes. So all of this happens in the first 10 to 15 minutes right. of the film and then you are introduced to the co-star of the film. Yes. Ramona, portrayed by Jennifer Lopez, right? And how do they do this? How do they do this? She shot dominant on stage, men drooling, money flying like it's being shot out of a money gun. And as she passes by uh, Destiny, she says something about, doesn't the money make you drool, right? And then, because really, Destiny is sitting there and right. she's looking she's at her. In awe. She is the total opposite right. of what she is in the club. She's hardly able to get interest from men. Right. She she doesn't seem to really have any rhythm in right. dancing. And she's sitting there looking at Jennifer Lopez and, and, and well, Ramona. Yes. And as she walks past, as Ramona walks past Destiny, she says, doesn't the money make you drool? Right? right, so then she looks after her, right. and then next thing you know, this is where the relationship begins. And yes. Destiny it follows Ramona to the roof, right, and is warmed by the fur Ramona is wearing. Right, this is where you see Destiny's conniving and cunning behavior, right, where it comes into play. And it really. takes definitely kicks off. Right. Ramona not oblivious to it takes her under her wing and it becomes a mother-daughter type relationship. Yeah. Ramona showing her the ropes. The dialogue is great. It is. And from there you see um, their relationship builds. 
from that moment. And um, definitely Ramona is the queen of the club. Right. Definitely. Now, let's get on pacing. Okay. Let's get on pacing. So we gave you the setup. That's the setup. That's the first 15 minutes. And then right. the film kicks off from right. there when you're introduced to Jennifer Lopez's character, Ramona, yes. right? So you, you get the dramatic, all of it set up in the first 10 to 15 minutes, yes. beautifully done, pacing, yep. excellent. Uh, you, you get to introduce to the supporting cast yes. members, yes. right? Kiki. Right, Kiki, Kiki Palmer, Palmer, right? Right. Uh, Annabelle. Yeah. Okay, so look. Plays with Mercedes. Mercedes, right. So then you get, yeah, you meet Annabelle. Annabelle. Well, Annabelle meet, comes in the film later. a little bit later in yeah. the film as another supporting cast. Diamond, member, right? Right. Cardi, Cardi B. Yeah, right. Mercedes, Lizzo, right. just like all of the dancers. They do like a great job introducing you to each girl and you get a taste of each of their personalities. That's right. Within like minutes. Within which minutes. Is great. Now, during this time, the pace of the film is fantastic. It's moving as you watch how every piece, the club, the house mother, the dancers, and the clientele work to get everyone paid, yeah. right? Yeah. It just works. It's a, it's a great gelling, a great telling of the story. The edit yeah. is excellent on it. Music right? is great. The music is great. The film is great. Now, the pacing of the film is still good during... The situation that happens, right? Yeah. Which people would call, people know about it, so this is another thing. The Great Recession happens, right? Not the Great Depression, but the Great Recession, because this is modern time here, right? But the pacing. The early part of the film, fantastic. But then it is a constant unrelenting visual of taking the Wall Street guys for a ride. Now you've seen this in the trailer so that's no no uh, mystery. Taking the the Wall Street guys for a ride to the bank. It slowed down. There was 10 to 20 minutes produced in the edit just to make the film longer I thought. Right? Which could have been left on the cutting room floor. It dragged on. Well, see, that's what you say, but I don't think. I mean, it, it dragged on. Because I, I like, enjoyed seeing, like, the relationship between the dancers. Because they were a family. It, no, no, no. It, it wasn't that. That that part right there that led. Oh, okay, so you were the situation. Okay, well, that, that was a great telling of the story. That was great, but, but it was, it was the pacing on that. They just did it yeah. to make the the film the longer. Point I, I think they made made it longer to make the film qualify. So how would you... No, no, no let, let me finish. Okay. It, ma- it makes the film qualify okay. for okay. Uh, for the Oscar season. So that part right there in there, that, that was dragging, okay. right? The relationship between the women before okay. the big gloom happens, okay. that kind of started to bring the pacing back up okay. but there was a part in there where it was like it was just long in the tooth yeah. and it was just ridiculous okay, right it was no it was no laugh it was just right behind right behind yeah. it was just too much and we and we hadn't got to the big gloom yet okay. but we get there finally okay. and here's where we see the jealousy du- duplicity okay. mo- motive of right. destiny right 
problems with the film. Number one problem with the film to me was the Me Too editing. Oh my god. It was Me Too no, editing. No, it was not. It was Me Too Yes, yes, yes. It was Me Too editing. Very much so. Me Too editing where you're, 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 this is a film about strippers. This, this, they were empowering themselves. No, this, this is a film about duplicitous, lying strippers, right? This is what this is about. And the main, none of the main characters, did you ever see them do what strippers do? You never saw them naked at all throughout the whole picture. And the scenes where they were there with the men, beautifully shot though. I have to give I have to give the the, the cinematographer his props and being able to tell this story as Artistic if it was as if it was being shown on TV only. So there's a problem with well, the film. You know, but the secondary the, the and the extras, hustlers. No, no, the extras. Wasn't called strippers. Listen, listen, listen. The so extras, they don't have to be on the stage stripping. They, they were stripping. Called hustlers. That's what this is about. They, they were hustling. They were in a the strip band. club, and so the extras, okay. the extras in the back had nothing. You know, they showed okay. them new, but none okay. of the principles right. that you see now. Yeah. To me, this was like J Lo's. Strip tease, you know, Demi Moore, oh, you know, Moore. women of a certain age, okay. then they get them up there and they have them. Uh, that came about 10, 15 years ago. Uh, strip tease. Much better you know, than so, 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 this is, you know, like J Lo strip tease, okay. Hustler strip tease at the time was a good movie for its time period, for period. right? For its period. And this is J Lo strip tease, right? Now, problems with the film, the Me Too editing. That, that's one thing, right? Me too editing. How are you going to be? What do you mean by me too editing? Meaning that they're not going to, you know, there's no no longer a casting couch. So, unfortunately, there will be no uh, gratuitous nudity. Okay, so. Right? I mean, which, which, this is a striptease movie. No, so you would expect you would expect that at least the main protagonist would be and not secondary okay. people, right? But it didn't, it didn't matter because the story was that good that you could bypass that. But if you think, because there was someone that was sitting there in front and it was a woman mm-hmm. and she was talking, she was kind of disturbing the film a little bit. Okay. And she was looking at her friend and said, I'm out of here. Get this. I thought this was a stripper movie. Yeah, she did say it. And I'm like, this is she thought this, she thought that about? it was a stripper movie. So a female, a woman, Came into the theater expecting to see tickle bitties. Well, then she should go to the strip club. Wait a minute. To see tickle bitties and behind. And if you saw tickle bitties and behind, you must have been watching a movie, a whole nother movie, because that is not in this picture whatsoever. Well, it is. You do see Now, it when the a woman sits up in the theater talking about threatening to leave because this is But not- that was a great. Well, this is not. I guess maybe I should start not, my review. No, no, wait a minute. This is not a a. But it was a story. It's a great representation of what was happening back then. It was a, It was not called strip during drugs. that period. It's just like Players Club. No, no, wait a minute. No, it was no, a great no, no, film, no, 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 but it was a storyline. No, stop, stop it now. Let's go to Players Club. Great story. Let's go to Players Club and Ice Cube's directorial. Yeah. 
debut. Right. Told a story. Great video. It told a story, but right. the protagonist okay. and the antagonist okay. and the secondary characters okay. were all doing what strippers do. Right. And they were all shown okay. doing what strippers do. But it was called which Player's is, Club. And which is, uh, there was nudity right. within the picture, right? But not it's in a, the, you could consider the this like a You could consider this like an art house thing. Well, hustlers. Well, well not, not even that because in art house films, right. there's more nudity in that. Uh, uh, um, Orson Welles had that art, artsy film where he had the woman. The woman was naked throughout the whole thing. Right. 95% of the film. That was an art film. Well, this hustlers, is not an art film. This is, a, is based this on... This is a hybrid... A true story. This is a hybrid, loosely based first, true story uh, on, on a uh, New York New York Magazine article, right? Right. And it is a hybrid meet first of the Me Too edits that are coming out for film. That's that's what this is, oh, right? It was I a said good that, film. right? Okay. Well, so, the film was called Hustlers. It's not called Strip Club. But it's in the strip club, so you know you will see what happens. Let them in the club. Yeah, no, but they focus on the hustling. The hustling, though. The hustling, the hustling is hustling. When you go back there and take them to the champagne room where there's no sex in the champagne room. Well, people want to see that. As the late great Gerald Laverne. If you're in the theater to see the film, you're there to see the film, the story. Yeah, man, as the great late Gerald Laverne sang on Chris Rock's song, there's no... There's no sex in the champagne, oh, champagne. room, right? <laughs> right. Okay, so that's the main. That's one of the main problems in film is okay. the Me Too editing, the pacing. It starts out good, it ends good, but it's just that doldrum right there in the middle. Okay. Characters are another problem is characters are one or two dimensional due to. Most likely, what the principal held back right. in the uh, New York Magazine article. You know, they had to make themselves look good. They didn't right. know. If, I don't know if they were passed any more um, any more charges, possibly any more prosecutions, okay. possibly. But they wanted to try to probably re mm -hmm. rehabilitate their their reputation so certain things were left out right? well they said the film was shot in a month so they and normally it takes months to come shot in a month so what within a month so they it was well done to have been shot within a month so as far as like the characters the I mean, uh, three dimensional I mean but it's all it was, it's what's in the script okay. the script was written however many months ago or however long it took before it got it became got the green light to be filmed so the script was there so we're talking about the script and how the characters are one uh, two dimensional destiny seems to tell the story to be self-serving as though the dramatic need uh, even though the character was fleshed out well wait even though the dramatic need was drawn even for jennifer lopez character what drove the characters were not fully flushed out, leaving the two or one dimensional aspect of the character. So what really okay. drove them okay. were not was not pushed into the film. So that 
probably cut on the floor. Like they didn't show enough of their personal lives. They showed some personal life, but it was not like, you know, it, it just didn't, it, it left some gaps there, which that's a problem. That's a, uh, a, a cinematic or thematic problem within the film. But saying all that, saying all that, J-Lo acted her butt off in this movie. J-Lo was totally believable as the Ramona character from being on the strip, being on the pole and showing the pole yeah. dance, as we call it. She is totally believable in this film. So what do you want to say about the film before we get into breaking down? Is it dope or no? Well, or is it worth I don't know. I feel that, like I said, like great cinematography. The music was great. The acting was on point. Um, costume and design was great because you saw they broke up the years. You know, so. What's going on to Patrick Jones? Uh, DJ Centipede chimed in. Michael DJ Elliott. Jamaica Love Wisdom. She Hello. chimed in. It was interesting. It was a great film. It kept my interest from beginning to end. And I have to say, I mean, J-Lo, she killed it. Like, you know. She was totally believable. She was extremely believable in this film, right? And her character was was likable, you know? So you saw how um, Destiny was drawn to her character. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And so, um... Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez killed it. Just like for me, her, in her film, enough, right? Mm -hmm. She killed it, and then Selena, she killed it. But in this film, it's up there with those two for me. What's going on to Kells? I see he chimed in. Kells McCoy. McCoy, yeah. So this whole Oscar buzz about J Lo mm -hmm. for her uh, portrayal in this film is completely believable. I mean, because Jennifer Lopez, she killed it. I mean, you don't even, watching the film, you forget that you're Still. watching Jennifer Lopez. Mm -hmm. You're watching Ramona in this film. You are. Ramona Vega. Yeah. And she did an excellent job. That's right. And though Constance Wu had top billing, the Oscar, but she she outshines her. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez film. is clearly the right. star. She's the star of the film. And right. Oscar, but I don't know if they're going to, going to, uh, uh, give her co-star thus she would be leading actress or will she be I mean I don't know because she be supporting? Kiki, Kiki Palmer could be supporting because she did a great job her character too right so but, but Jennifer Lopez but for me is the, is the star, is the star. Of the so she should get they should be co-leading and if they both get nominated for the same film right. they shouldn't be supporting right oh no J-Lo should right. be supporting she should be yeah, that should be for Best Actress. Mm -hmm. Best yeah, Actress is with this. Right. Best Actress. She did a great job. She should get the Oscar nod, though. Definitely. A lead, leading actress. Yeah. I think so. I think yeah, so, right, too. right. If you're looking for Cardi B, well... You get a few minutes. Not so much. But when you I get saw more it, of her on Cardi her B. Instagram, right. then you get in the film. But when I, I saw Cardi B acting, well, when I saw Cardi B, I was like, that's Cardi B. 
So I'm like, is she acting or is it just? But she, I mean, you know, it was believable. She just, it was believable. She was playing herself. Basically. No, no, no. You know, I, I, no, I'm I, I saying great, gregarious. You know, but but I yeah. disagree. I disagree that she was playing herself. She was acting. Okay. Because because her, I could tell by the timing okay. that she was doing that she was acting. She wasn't just blurting it out. Right. It was it's it's a way in acting where you throw the expression and okay. then you do the lines and her timing was right. down on that and though it was about you know something okay. that she could relate to okay. she still to me was acting and it was good and if you think that you're going to see her right. uh, like you see her on her Instagram you're not well see that's why I thought that and that's why it's good me to editing yeah well no it's not a me too <laughs> it's me but the reason why, uh, for me, I Jamaica think she was says, playing um, from my husband Bishop and I oh, were enjoying the show. Thank you. May the God reason. bless you and prepare your work. Thank you. Thank you. May God you bless as well. You. Um, when I say that she was playing herself, meaning um, she was hilarious. Cardi B's character was hilarious. Um, she was um, her personality made you say I'm interested in that character just like in real life right because right. she's she's outgoing she's funny but I think that she so could, that's I how her character was I think that she could get supporting because I think that even with on her time on screen okay right show her acting Ability, and I think that she could go on for supporting. But if you were looking for, you thought that Cardi B was going to be there, and she was going to be on stage rapping, and she was going to be naked, or like, like on Instagram. No, but you'll see, you'll see. But it, it's good. They all did a good job. But it's Lizzo. good. It's good. Me too. No, no, wait a minute. No. This was hilarious. Also, our characters. There's a scene in there. And if you know Lizzo, she but, had but, her flute. We're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna uh, talk about it. But that that flute is is amazing. She's her ability talented. to play that flute is amazing. You know, She's talented. and so you're, you're gonna enjoy you have to go this, see film. this film. You're gonna enjoy this film. So yeah. so let's go through it real quick. Okay, cinematography yes. first of all, right. making the world the right. women. And not necessarily the club. Right. And new, new to it, right? Right. Because the club was so ambiguous. Yeah. It was like, like I said, it could have been black box, and they could have still told the story, and you would have been right there. Which I guess that would be more of a theater right. type yeah, of so. trope, right? Where it doesn't matter wh where you're at, you're right. it's you're focused on the world yeah. that the actor is making, like fences, like fences, right? right? And right. so, yeah, so. The cinematography there, beautiful. Right. The way that they introduce Jennifer Lopez, the Great way they shot the first 10 to 15 minutes, then they introduced right. you to the initiating event, which right. was Jennifer Lopez, right. this character of Ramona, right. uh, starting this engine and getting it going after prelims. Beautifully done. Yeah. The, the, the storyline of introducing the characters, which all went into the first 10 to 15 minutes. Right. Great. Yes. Uh, the costuming. Great. Yes. And it was a lot more costuming than you would have thought it would have been. Because this is a film. Anyway. This isn't Players Club. It's if, you, if you go into 
think you're gonna see Players Club or Striptease. Or what was that? Chill Girls? You're not. Because it's called Hustlers, so okay. you saw the hustling, which was the best part of the film. I'm sorry. Right. But, but in Players Club, wasn't the girl in the end, wasn't the meaning of Player Club? Players Club was that the women in there became the players. And it, I mean, in the end, so it's like hustlers, players, club. Okay. It's still it's the same. Hustlers. Right, right. So when you and they showed the that, hustle. No, you saw the hustle. They put a lot of thought in the hustle. And quite interesting. But you won't see a lot of. But anyway, people. So if you go in there, like, when a woman says. But anyway, so the ability to make the story interesting with the costuming. Right. You know. Right. Uh, beautifully done. Which I guess. It, because it was written by a woman, right? Right, and directed that, that they that they're trying to pull back and try to put the genie in the bottle a little bit and say that you can still be a great sexy without right. having all of it. So I mean, it's all of the church, but it's an entertaining film all yeah. the same, right? Right. So the cutting on it was good. Beginning yeah. end. Middle, they put extra in there for it to qualify. That's that's what I'm saying there. Donald Rendell just chimed back in. What's going on, hey, Donald? Yeah, Dolomite Records representative, uh, the owner of Dolomite Records. We've got some announcements coming up, so stay tuned for that. All right, so we went through all that. The the dramatic to the comedic parts in the film. Right. The, the lightheartedness in the film, the way that they describe the relationship between what I would still call a John and the woman beautifully executed early on. Long in the tooth in the middle, okay, right? Other than that, uh, the, the color of the film, the use of lighting in the film to tell the story, beautifully done, beautifully done. Right. Yeah. So, what do you want to say about film before we get to the ratings? No, I mean, like I said, well done, great acting, beautiful cinematography. Um, the music was great. Like the music really grabbed me. Like oh. each of the scenes, and as the years went on, the different songs played, and people in the audience were feeling the music too. You know. So it was really nice. Well, and there's, uh, a, there's, there's a cameo in it. Oh, yeah. Great. So that was and, a nice and, surprise. And it's going to be a nice shocker touch. to you when you see nice it. Nice touch. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what would you rate the film? Definitely a 10. Like I said, Jennifer Lopez, I mean, she killed it. I was watching Ramon Vegas throughout the whole film. So that's just great acting. Okay, I have to break mine up. Okay. Right? Because my, my overall score, right, is just a little bit different. And, 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 and it's like it is. Okay. So, 10 for introducing the characters. Beautifully done. Beautifully. Right? Yes. That middle portion that was the doldrum, I got to get out of three. Right? So, the so it's a character driven film. Yeah. So, all together, putting those two together, Which I got to give it a seven. Okay. No, it's an entertaining Not film. An it's no, I'm giving it a seven because okay. that that ten to fifteen minutes, maybe twenty minutes in between, when you were sitting there like, oh my god, like, and it just slows to a halt. They could have left that, right. but again, they put it in there to qualify. Okay. 
All right, so it had to be in there, and that was something that had to sacrifice it. But for that reason, the the it's a character-driven film. The world are the women, and and then somewhat the Johns and the supporting characters. Uh, Great the dialogue. Use, the use of the police officers in the last third nice. of the film, yeah. beautifully done. The dialogue was you know, The dialogue, too. the in use the of using the reporter to tell the story nice. in the later one third of the film. Right. We left that out. Right. That's good. But and so that's what picks it up and redeems it. But I have to give it a seven because it was too slow in the middle. That dropped it down to a three, but it's a ten for the character drivenness of it, which makes it. A seven, right here. So, so if we're talking, you would give the film a B. That would be a B. No, a seven is always a C, ain't it? Oh, well, well, you said ten for eighty is a B. Ninety. You said ten for the acting. Seven is a C. Seventy is a C. Okay. Eighty is a B. Ninety to a hundred is an A. A plus. Right, so it's a C. Well, I give it a ten. But, but entertainment wise, entertainment wise, I give it a ten. Structure of how the script was edited down in the edit, it's a seven. Well, that's the huh? oh, yeah. I would like give it a ten. It was a good scene. Okay, right. Well, one scene specifically was a great scene. It was artistic. And you'll see it when the, the dance scene, well, when, when they're no, together, well, you'll see, you'll Ramona see. and uh, Destiny. You'll see. And um, you'll see that was well done, you'll artistic, beautifully shot. Um, okay, kind of remind me of like of a burlesque style. Well done. Oh, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. That was if, nice. If, if, if you're going to see burlesque, this is in the champagne room. There is no burlesque. It anyway, people, it's just that now the, it the, the, you know, it's an art house. It, 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 it's a. It turns into a early. But anyway, people. Well, for me, the film was called Hustlers, and it was all about the hustle. Great. And job. part of the hustle is using your body <laughs> as an <laughs> instrument. Just as models, they use their body as an instrument all Great the time. Film. But anyway, people. So <laughs> the question for tonight. Let me bring this down right here. Right here for our background content. Right here, the question for tonight is that talking proud to be black just a hustle? Not a hustle, but just a hustle. When I say hustle. H U S S L E. I'm speaking of the dance. It's just a dance. It's a dance to get people to to believe in what you're saying. It's a hustle. It's just a dance. It's not even in the great category of being a hustle or a hustler. You're just it's just a hustle. Is it just a hustle? Saying that you're that you're proud to be black. What does it mean to be proud to be black? What does that mean? And what type of actions would you do or what type of steps would you do to represent being proud to be black? Right. For those who want to chime in, 213-943-3358. 213-943-3358. So off of that question, right. I came up with my 
top 10 reasons that proud to be black talk is just a hustle for some people. For some people. Yeah, because not all. It's just a hustle. That means that you're dancing. You got your dancing shoes on. Anything that sounds good just to... Well, let's go through it. For that moment. It sounds good. I don't know if I should start with number 10 because I have these in explicit order. Okay. Should I start with 10 or should I start with 1? You can start 10 and work 10, out. okay. Let me find my my 10 paper here. Alright, oh number 10. Yes, I have it out on paper. Okay, number 10. Number 10. This might explain it all. We are rooted in plantation okay. religion. Not, we are not reading the part of the book, Bible, Quran, Torah, which uh, spreads the message of liberation. Okay. But we stay in the books which deal with keeping us under right. meritorious manumission. Okay. Which I'm going to get to the definition of meritorious manumission because it's higher up on the list, so we'll get to that. But you believe a person, we who believe in we are rooted in the plantation religions. We who are rooted there are basically following the teachings of the slave master to keep black people from. Tearing up some shit. Let's just be clear. Tearing up some shit to get this stick corrected, right? right? So number ten. What do you have to say about that? What do you think about that? I mean, okay, she said. Okay, okay. Number nine. Number nine. We plan. We plain old. Listen now. We plain old. Just don't give a fuck as long as we can turn up. Number nine. Okay. We just plain old don't give a F unless we can turn up. Alright? If it's something about weed or drinking ball, sometimes food. Okay. We'll show up for the party. Okay. For hard work beyond how hard we work for the man or Caucasians. No, we just got to turn up and leave hard work until Monday morning. Right? So if it's hard, so I'm not saying that we don't work hard. I'm saying I'm saying that we are not willing to work hard after Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday and Sunday, if we get some turn up time. We ain't got time to be talking about something else that's hard work. Right? So not saying we don't work hard. We just gonna work hard. We're gonna worry about working hard on Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday and Sunday for the man and not necessarily worry about working hard for yourself. To for your people. For your people. That's what it is. Okay, number eight. This is very this is very important. Relying on the older generation to have all of the answers. Number eight, relying on the Older generation to have all of the answers, right? How could they have all the answers when we are in the state we are in right now? Right. 
the older generations not willing the older generation not willing to pass the torch or have someone in the wings to be next up. Obama is a perfect example. President Obama is a perfect example of that. We elected President Obama and he did not have anyone in the wings to step forward to continue the push of black people taking their rightful place in this country. Now some people say the presidency is a is nothing but a puppet position, whatever. But you didn't have the people in place to keep it going. There was disjointedness there and then once he got his, right. it appeared, appearances. Right. Once he got his, right. then he was willing to go ahead and revert back to then talking right. about and pushing Hillary Clinton. Instead of having someone in the wings to come up and take the place. That's a perfect he's a perfect example of that. No one black did he groom to be next to keep the next level of hope and change going. But maybe that's because he didn't come from that. He was on an island um, of his own, right? He didn't come up within a black community, so he he didn't have maybe he didn't do it. Because he didn't have like the village type mentality, because he didn't grow up um, under black culture. But at so the same, but at he, the same time, though, the the people that he put around him, right? It seemed to be a multicultural situation, not a diverse situation, but a multicultural situation. And right. you mean none of those women that he had in his cabinet right. could he have groomed? And gotten behind to push to keep the. Well, maybe uh, that wasn't his thought process, though. So, so then, so then his so, thought process then was then to be pretty much cool. like the older generations. Right. I got mine. Right. Now that I got mine, just just from what I can see, it's what I what I can see. Right. I can't really say what it is, but right. just from what I can. see Right. It was I got mine. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to get yours. Right. Right? And right. What, what's that song by uh Tupac and MC Breeze? Uh, I got to get mine. Right. You got to get yours. Right. I got to so get mine. It. You got to get yours. Right. Get yours, right? Right. So I mean that's what we're looking at here, right? Right. So that's number eight. Right. And if he comes from the lineage or not. If he comes from miscellaneous, a lot of people did. If he can if he came from being around predominantly but white people, ADLS, American descendants of slavery. This is true. Which is totally different. It's totally different, right? Right. So not only is it that, but then also he, he's not from the ADOS ADOS lineage, but he was in Chicago and he ran and was in the community as a community organizer a as if he were from ADOS. And so he heard the problems. He went to, uh, 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 what's his name, Wright's church. The thing he denounced. The, but he denounced it to keep going forward, right? But he went to the church. He's married to ADOS. So he's heard these concerns. His daughters... No matter what he is, 
They are ADOS. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right, or, or one half, but okay. still, they're going to be pushed out into society like that, no matter how much. Some people do what feels good at their home. It doesn't specifically. Okay, and that's the, my exact my point. So that's right. why. Are you really proud to be black, or is it just something to say? Is it just a hoss? Is it just shuffling your feet? Right, there we go. So now we're getting into the point. We're bringing it down. Okay, number seven. Can't seem to get off the hamster wheel. And that is exactly what it is. The hamster wheel. Emotions wrapped up in what other people think. That the same old tropes, the same old tropes were dropped. We've got to do be her. I can't even read my own writing right now. This is, this is from the, the tropes that dropped. Okay. If a white person reports... Okay, that's it. It's the same old tropes that are being dropped. If a white person reports that a black person has done something. Okay. If the news has reported that a black person has done something. We fall for the same old tropes and black people say, oh, I can't do that. I can't go there. I can't support that. They did it. They did it. They did it. And you automatically go along with it because you would rather be under meritorious manumission, which is coming, which is coming, which is going to get a definition. Listen, perfect example of that is Sharon at TC's barbecue grill. Okay. Right? When that situation happened where it was just grease. It was just grease I got from her firsthand about people who were questioning and calling questions. I don't know. My people don't want to come up there. And uh, the people who are questioning all that and some of those same people right now, some of the same people that I see boo-hoo-hooing over there. And then what happened when uh, Miss Michelle and I and you and we were at the event at TC's and I got on her live and I said Greece? Yeah. It was just Greece? Yeah, we all and he agree. can say Massa, Massa say don't go, you know I can't go. I said that. Yeah. I said, what? Keep on going. Something, one of the very people that she talked to me about, asked me about it. I said, keep going. And she, he asked me about it before I got it from her mouth. Yeah. Right, and he asked me about it, and I said, "Keep going." The, the, why is it just grease? Right. It ain't roaches, it ain't rats, it ain't right. none of that. Just grease. But we are so soon to jump off of our own just because. based on what white media says. That's right. And just be proud to know that you stood with her during that That's period, right. stood solid with her, and she and she knew it, and she and we talked about it. Right. Till the very end. So there was never any wishy-washy with it. See, we can't seem to get off the hamster wheel. That's one part of the hamster wheel. The other hamster wheel is Halloween is coming up. Okay. And you know that the white... Somebody going to have black face. They going to have on black face. Some white entertainer. Some some white college student. Some everyday white person is going to have on... uh, Blackface. They're gonna put it they, on the dog's they're gonna, monkey. They're gonna put. 
put it all over the news, then they're gonna have the black talking heads come on and talk about how disgraceful and that person needs sensitivity training. It's the same thing every year. You can just see it coming and it's building and everything. Just like when they say Donald Trump is a oh we knew he was though. I mean most are. Most are so it's not that they're trying to imitate us. It's something that is in their pale underbelly that is coming out. It is a jealousy or envy of that which they can't be, which is coming out. Right? But they still listen to the music. They buy the music. If we were in control of the of the industry, actually, where the check was going one hundred percent or ninety percent to us and. To them, to, to the people who distribute, then it would be even better because hey, you still buying the music, go ahead and do that. But the point is, we got to learn to get off the hamster wheel just when that every Halloween. Just say, okay, next. Don't next. like put their energy towards. That's their pale underbelly. That's all. They need sensitivity training. Anybody who says they need sensitivity training, they haven't been studying. Like, for really, a while. do we continue to need this training? You know, for the officers or whenever someone does something racist, I mean, are we over this? Well, we need to give them training. See, I mean, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be better like a, to dismantle that Have people system? realized that that's kind of like game? That's game. <laughs> I mean, like, it's the same thing, and the people get up there and they do it and sit saying, well, what the real problem is is that they were patty rollers and they were brought in to kill or to maim or to patrol those to take them back to the plantation and then afterwards to keep black people from congregating together to make plans. And that's what they've done. And then it's just uh, morphosized and has become worse and over time. But that's what it is. So you want to go back, you got to kill it all from the root and start from the beginning. But we're going to get to that too. But number six, not willing to be educated. This should be number one, but it's number six. It's in a good place for it. Most people don't want to read or research uh, because they are glad to be seen as. They're glad to be seen as less than human. Now, I didn't say that we couldn't read. I said that they don't like to read to research because that goes back into one of the later numbers talking about the struggle, rather to be better to turn up than to work, right? They are in a state of monkey see, a human do. Monkey wants to do. Right? Studying and researching on how to do something is the key to everything. You're having trouble. Let me help you. Oh my gosh. It's hard to get here. Right, right. Knowing how to do something, actually having studied it, right? And studying on how to execute it is what sometimes we lack because we are we feel better. Some of us feel better to Considered less than what we are. You know what I'm saying? No original ideas. People, some want to do what they feel is easy by doing the same thing that they see. 
right? A human makes it look easy. What the problem is, is number six, we can't see full realization of our potential if we don't educate ourselves on what we want to do. You know, I was just looking at my grade point average. Mm -hmm. We were having a meeting. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking at my grade point average. Mm -hmm. And it is something to be proud of, let me tell you. Because I put the work in, right? I put the work in, you know, as a human being. And when I tell you, I outworked my Caucasian counterparts. I'm going to tell you. Because the Caucasian counterparts have... The good old boys club to get them in places. But what do we have? We have our minds, our third eye, our cognitive and our imagination sides of the brain. Put it all together and then you have it to be able to succeed. But if you don't want to do that, then you're going to be in the same place trying to do the same thing that everybody else does. How, how many ideas have we had and then we see people just doing the same, trying to do the same thing? And it's just not, but anyway, that's another thing. So that's number six. Number five, afraid of the unknown. Here we go. So that goes back to not wanting to break down the patty roller system. Instead of saying, they, say, they need sensitivity training, but if your commands and what you're trying to do is based on the patty roller system to begin with, it doesn't matter how, many, how much sensitivity training you have. You might be out there dancing with the little kids, but then you'll find a video of you roughing up a black man. But that's a dance. That's just. That's just. That's just. Right. Yeah. It's just a dance. Afraid of the unknown. People right. talk. Tearing down the system. But every time election season comes, they're running to get with the person that makes them feel uh, that they can make the system better. So anytime someone comes up and they're just speaking some of the same tropes that black people speak, then all of a sudden, the people are jumping on them, and these are some of the same people we talk about. Yeah, we got to, we got to stay. Uh, we proud to be black, and we have to be black, and we have to do that. And then the first time they get a chance to get around somebody that's kicking some of the same knowledge, all of a sudden they just with it. No agenda. There's no agenda other than to be there and to complain, but no. This is what we want you to do. No agenda for our black community and how it could help the Right, right. This is what we want you to do for us because we know we're in this system. Are you willing to do this? More than just lip service. Right. More than just lip service. A matter of fact, just put us in position and have us, and we'll take care of it ourselves. Okay? So, afraid of the unknown, not willing to do. How can you say that you want to destroy the system but you're still using the currency the currency to fund what you're doing see that's that's the biggest question right there so is it just all talk so this is 10 reasons off the question is that talking proud to be black just a hustle and not a hustle this is the top 10 reasons why it's just a which, you know, I'm getting ready to get off the hamster wheel. 
You know what I mean? Number four. I, I stopped being in the hands of about that Halloween shit. I say, make your face as black as possible because you're not representing me. Right. <laughs> or anybody that I know. Right. You know? Now, all Joseph did, none of them. Right? Okay. Just plain old lie. Number four. To get what they want. They won't pay their debts, which goes against biblical law, which is a total loss. So they just totally lie. They say, I'm black, I'm this, I'm that, I'm probably black. But when it's time to pay their debts, they don't pay their debts. That's, that's just so I'm I'm so so what you're saying is they say I'm black I'm proud to be black but I want your services from you black man but I don't want to give you any money for your services but what I'll do is I'll give money to the white man for services but just because you black like me I expect you to do everything for me for free uh, they don't want to pay their debts. <laughs> No, but right. to me, that's a form of self-hate. When, so you found upon this. Um, I feel that's a form of self-hate because when I see black people want another black businessman to do something for them for free, right? But then they'll, the same services they'll get from a white person and they have no problem or no no issue at all handing over money, right? But it's something within them, which is a deep-seated self-hate, self-hate that they may not even be conscious of, that they do not want to provide funding to that black businessman. At this point, But they would prefer to give it to a white man who has not invested any time or anything into the black community. But begrudgedly will not hand over. Oh, or if they, no, if they do, for service provided, they, they, they give it over to a whoever begrudgingly. You said begrudgingly, and they'll be upset about it, right? So I mean, I don't know. I just because coming, you know. I mean, I don't know. You just I'm an observer, you know. Which gets us to number three, right? You brought it up, and here we are, number three. People are conditioned. To see the grass is greener, water is colder, money is more valuable from the Caucasian more than spreading and making money with each other. We are conditioned. But not we. And I I do not. Because it's not not all black people are that. Not are not. You know, I can't even. Not all black people are not like that. It's just like a. You, you know, that I've few, served is like that because there are But, but you know, one yeah. apple <laughs> spoils the whole bunch. Remember right. that old saying? So I broke that old saying down in my okay. mind. They said, one apple spoils the old bunch. First of all, the apple will be stinking, possibly. Yeah. Maybe not because, you know, you make potpourri with that. But anyway, it'll be stinking. But then what? why the app one bad apple spoils the whole bunch is that there's worms in that apple. Right. And those worms are able to spread out and get into other apples within the bunch. Right. Right? Right. And thus and so, by the time you get through, you might search through to only find one apple 
it's still good because all of them, are, or the rest of them, are worm infested, right? So I don't give people the benefit of the doubt anymore because if a person knows that they owe a debt, right. or they know consciously that right. they go places and they say, "Oh, I thought this was going to be an event put on by black people," when I got there, it was top notch. So what are you saying? What are you saying when you say well, that? Well, so right? no, that's where when I said a lot of stuff is like deep seated. No, no, but what I'm saying to the you deep-seated is deep seated self hate that yeah. they may not even be conscious of. Here's here's where it is. But it's others not, who hear them, it's not that the white event is better than the black event. Right. It's that fine the finances were more because of all of the stealing. That has been done over the centuries to right. make it possible for them to put on events right. that are top notch versus the lower finances of black people. So it's not about it being a black event, it's about the finances that are put there because that's all that you could afford to spend right. or afford to use to put this event on. Right? right? So that's what it is. So it's not about being a black or a white, Asian, whatever group of people it is. It's about the financial ability, the finances to put the event on, right? And so that's the difference. So that's why the people are conditioned to think that the grass is greener. So they automatically say, oh, this event was better because it was put on. No, it, it could appear to be better because there was more financial backing liberation right they were more liberated to put on more and to right. spend more to make it appear to be greater right. but it looks like to me right. before BET was taken over right. their awards programs outdid it, it did the, and then the, all the other awards programs started to copy still yeah I, still in copy ideas and then the right. white company came and said Right. You want to buy your company, right? So that you don't look like you outdo us. That's what this is about, right. always. I think it, it just depends on that person and how they were brought up and, and raised, and because, like years ago, years years ago, like back in the uh, Ohio days, right? We went to see during that time of year when they had all of the different like. Uh, dance um, companies, you know, on television and the big the Nutcracker would come to uh-huh. town and all of this stuff. Um, our thing was Alvin Ailey. That's right. right? Uh-huh. So I mean, it depends on I mean, how you were raised and what you were conditioned to. I was always raised and conditioned and, and you know, like we, the Alvin Ailey and, and, and the Caramel. And I always saw value, you know, we saw value in our own people. So, you know, when you when people speak and they say certain things, you know, it kind of speaks volumes sometimes. And then you kind of like, damn, why would you say that about another black person? But it's just, I mean, but you're depends. black and you want people to support your event, but you don't want to support say, other black people. Yeah, his event could be so much better if it was white. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Seen it. Observed it, shocked by a lot of stuff, but hey, you know. Number two, meritorious manumission. There was a law in 1710, meritorious manumission. If you told on a slave, 
about uh, rebellions or, or, or anything. If you told on them, then you would get rewarded for telling on your people. So it was a way to advance your status within this system, right. the system of white supremacy, racism within America at the time, right? So people are still under meritorious manumission mentally. Okay. Um, let uh, let the other know what's going on. Okay. This is number one. It's, no, this is number two. Number two. Okay. This is where a person will tell on another black person to gain favor okay. uh, with the powers that be to get a reward. So people have that. So they feel if I'm able to be around right. this person. I give them all of the breaks right. and all of the opportunity, then I'm going to be able to be around other people because they say, oh, you're working with that person and I didn't see that. And I'm going to give you this and you're going to get rewarded right. for being around that person. So it's a bunch of things. Conditioning. It's meritorious manumission. Purposefully being under meritorious manumission. That's people are comfortable. Two. They're comfortable. Right? So is you know uh, that that's uh, that thing saying I'm proud to be black. Are you? Some if 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 you're if you're one of these people on the list, are you? I mean, we know that we're in a system where we have to work, right? But what are we truly working towards, or are we leaving it to be even worse for the generations later? Because this this it was better for us. But we had to battle against the older generation who wouldn't give us the reins. Right. They held the reins. They're elderly now. Right. And now we're in a situation where we moved on and did something else. Right. And now we're in a situation where the next generation is coming up. Right. And they are totally detached from the elderly, from the people who are so-called right. elders. Right. So number one, talking about I'm proud to be black. Is it just a hustle? Number one is money making hustle. So money making hustle means that you're moving your feet, you're, moving, you're dropping your lips and you're moving your feet and you're saying, yeah, I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be black. But really it's just a money making hustle. Not even a hustle, not even a hustle, H-U-S-S. T-L-E, but a hustle. That's because H-U-S-S-L-E. Because actions actually speak louder than words. I just go by the person's action. Because once a Caucasian person shows some interest and starts talking pro-black, people take it hook, line, and sinker and are caught in and they say, let me go along with this because this will be a money-making hustle which then leads into manutorious manumission which leads into people are conditioned, just plain old lies, afraid of the unknown, number six, not willing to be educated, can't seem to get off the hamster wheel, uh, Relying on the older generation to have all the answers, will plain old just uh, will plain old just don't give a f 
as long as we can turn up. And number 10, we are rooted in plantation religion. So it's all set up in that. So that's okay. the top 10 reasons. Look, let me off the hamster wheel. I, I, I look at it like I don't even talk about it no more because it is what it is. And people know already right. where I stand. Right. So let me liberate myself my actions and my work show right. what yeah, I believe right. in so I don't even have to speak on it anymore right. I don't even have to worry about that Halloween comes uh, right. there it is them acting pale right. pale face like they do right. and all that and all that other stuff but right. my main point is it, are you really proud to be black if you are if you somewhere land on that list And so that's it, people. How about that? So that's that's you know yeah. the answer to that question to me okay. is proud is stating that you're proud to be black or hustle, yeah. but you uh, demonstrate or you can watch a person and they they act like something that's on that list. Then no, they're not proud. They're just trying to be honorary right. Caucasians. Desegregation, not, not desegregation, but what's that other shit called? Uh, desegregation and uh, whatever that other shit is called. It's not even worth it. But desegregation was good. Walk where you want to walk. But that other shit, that shit was detrimental. But anyway, people. Well, my view. Go ahead. My view is, um, hey, it's just good old fashioned actions speak louder than words, right? Um, and like the works that I've seen, you know, I read Nashi, Yvette Corinne, Melton talks, right? And um, this whole, you know, with the elections going on, it's very, very, very important to not, you know, do a photo op, right, with the politician. When you had an opportunity to get in their ear, hey, you know, this is like the agenda. What are you going to do for our community? Da, da, da. Like have, um, have like a list, you know, um, have like, this is, you know, how about, you know, if you want the votes from our community, right? This is what we need. How about bringing certain, uh, bringing in corporations? right who can bring in jobs so how about bringing jobs into the community or how about right how about let's stop the job Tyler none of this is going to change reparations until none of this is going to change until the three-fifths of a human being is changed in the constitution that's right. it when you want to put it down there what are you going to do about that? Right. When are you going to write an amendment that doesn't have to be placed into law every 25 years, every 30 years, every 50 years, but that is amended and that's right. it. When you change three-fifths of a human being, three-fifths of a human being, uh, three-fifths compromise clause in the Constitution, then you change a lot of things and things will then 
have to be ironed out because it's what's in the original constitution that matters. Right. Once that's amended and changed right. permanently, right. then all these other things will fall into step. But until yeah. that happens, right. that's, it, it's not going to happen. And so people can be all they want. You know what I like to do? I like to take photo ops with the politicians because they know exactly where I'm coming from. Oh, they, they know where I'm coming from. So when they take a picture with me, they want to be with me. Right. Not not me wanting to be with them. Right. That, 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 that's the difference with me. I'm not trying right. to be with them. I'm not right. trying to uh, be with them. But they take a picture with me. Right. They want to be down with what, what I'm right. doing. Right? And so that's it. People. Yeah. So people, in closing, this has been another robust yeah. episode right. of the film review. Right. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And then we hit it hard today with politics and society. Don't forget, people, that the Lunell Full interview uh, will be coming up on Tuesday when you see the uncut, and that's going to be on TV shows and films created by Crazy D Channel on YouTube. And again, you can see that globally. Let me get my sheet out. You can see that globally by following these instructions right here. And what you do is you download the Vimeo app and the YouTube app onto your smart TV or Roku device hooked to your television. And then you search Lordland Films. And when you search Lordland Films, you will see all the things that we do. And you can watch in your city, your town, globally. Globally, right? So we out here, we make it happen. We make it do what it do. You know what I mean? So that's what we wanted to say about that. We want to thank you. Make sure you pick up the periodical that's out there. You know what I mean? Pick up the periodical. Make sure that you check it out on the inside. And check out everything. And make sure you stay with the schedule of shows. Where is that at? Right here. The schedule of shows. And so that's what we want. Um, also, uh, the own the Black uh, Woman's Conversation, uh-huh. great series, enlightening, and they ended with something this week, which um, they may have said it prior, but definitely be kind to one another, and that goes back to what you were saying, you know, about the Black because it's very, very, like, I, you know, was raised. You, you have to be, you can't just walk around with the Bible and protest being a Christian and not live it. You can't turn it on and off, right? So be kind to one another, love one another, and if you are proud to be black, show it, you know? Be kind to one another, love one another, respect one another, pull each other up and not down. Mentor each other. And mentally start to believe. Mentally believe. And when you catch yourself thinking negatively about your own people. Think about being lynched. And then you will say, hey, the ultimate ultimate people used to be thinking negatively. Yeah, think think about, hey, wait a minute. Why am I having this negative thought about my own people so maybe you kind of like reel yourself back in and say no that's that's a negative thought and and we know where negative thoughts come from so just moving forward be kind to one another love one another and have a wonderful week 
and make sure that you pick up Lunel. I only drink at work. Available on heylunel.com. Heylunel.com. And so that's it, people. We are out for another week. This is the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, and society. We are the husband and wife team, the voice of the filmmaker, and the critic. I'm Crazy D. Tracy. And we review movies, music, culture, politics, and society. And we will see you next time on the film review. Movies, music, culture, politics, society podcast. Interviews, movie reviews, and more. Live Sundays at 5.30 p.m. on Facebook at Crazon Dion. Hey everybody, this is Lunell, the original bad girl of comedy. I'm here at the Link Promenade in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, and you're watching the film review.